Hi guys, welcome to the podcast and Merry Christmas. You've probably noticed that there is a new Christmas theme and that is, again, the person who made the original theme and the one before is Mr. Charlie Hilton. Thank you very much. It was really, really fun to make it. Just adding a few little sleigh bells. Yeah, That's at the end, yeah. So I'm only going to keep that for December. It will be tempting to maybe play it, play that in front of a few episodes in January as well. Cool. But for now. Anyway, we do have another surprise we've got another new debut special guest it's mr ben frampton Hello. there we go so we are recording a christmas special and me and charlie had all planned and prepared it and we walked into the school of music foyer and we see mr ben frampton sitting there so we asked him to be on the christmas podcast and he duly obliges yeah you know i was fresh from a quick nap and i decided <laughs> <laughs> and uh, had little time to prepare but you still managed to do so hell which yeah which is good before we go into things, so we're going to, uh, we're all music students, of course. Uh, so before we go into talking about Christmas songs, which is the main theme of the podcast, I wanted to ask you how you guys feel about Christmas this year. Obviously, we we haven't had one for two years. How you guys feel about it, and how how much do you enjoy it? Are you very much let's let's go December? <laughs> Don't know how um, to word it, but I love Christmas. My favorite time of the year. That's my birthday's two days after Christmas, so it wraps everything together it's nice all the family tend to get together say all oh, there's about you know seven eight of us now which is really nice and we just eat a lot of food mm. but <laughs> i love christmas food i love when costa and places like that do their christmas menus the turkey sandwiches and the co-op in the union That's oh true. it's brilliant and it makes me so happy <laughs> <laughs> how about the uh presents do you, are you quite big on that do you get a lot of people presents See, and receive it? i i always like giving presents you know i'm a great person i love giving presents <laughs> but I mean, obviously, it's nice to receive them. However, I always get a bit of taste because when I have Christmas presents, a lot of time join in with birthday. So I get they say a big present, but they've given me some socks and go, well, one socks for Christmas, the other ones for your birthday. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, oh. is that I feel like that's a bit of a, obviously it's great, but it's kind of a negative because you want your birthday to be separate, right? In a, yeah. In a way, or? The good thing, though, is it's my birthday's in between that period where no one knows what time of the day it is. And when I'm like, guys, I know everyone's free. So any excuse they can pull out, it's a lie. Mm. But I can pull out and be like, hi guys, come on. Let's come over for mine for my birthday. We usually get pizza or something. And nice. it's just a nice vibe. In previous years, we've watched Doctor Who. That's something I like to do on Christmas. But other years, I think last, not last year, the year before, we just played a load of drinking games because, you know, I just turned 18. Why not? And it was wonderful. Yeah. Wow, well, cheers for inviting us. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie? Um, well, j- just on the uh, on the topic of that, my girlfriend's birthday is on the Christmas day, and oh. she and she hates that. She hates that. And, Easier and that's for you. Beautiful. Yeah, and her, and her dad's on Christmas Eve as well. Oh, so no. like that whole side of the family is is really bad. But I um I love Christmas. I have done ever since I was a kid. And I think like you mentioned in presents and stuff. I think for me, like the morals and stuff have changed. Like when I was a kid, it was all about presents, all about Santa and stuff like that. And now it's like food, films, and obviously <laughs> music like today. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah wholeheartedly agree with both of you. Again, this is particularly special. I mean, I've already started listening to Christmas songs. I started on the twenty second of November. <sighs> Tragic, which is some say might be slightly early. That is early, in my opinion. But Wait. I just think, based on what happened last year, you know, Christmas di- didn't happen. It literally didn't happen. So it's been you know what seven hundred and fifty more than that, eight hundred days. Mm. So I'm really embracing it nice and early, and I'm gonna live every day in December to the f- fullest. <laughs> So we're talking about Christmas songs. Why why should we discuss it? Why 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 is why are Christmas songs important to Christmas? You can't you can't escape it, can you? Like if you go anywhere, you're gonna hear Christmas songs, and I think 
especially as musicians it's interesting to see what um we think about it because i haven't heard any of these guys lists i haven't heard anything it's all been very secretive so i'm interested to see what you say from like a musical point of view um as well as i think they're very relatable because everyone knows the songs whether you're a musician or not um and i think they add to the whole nostalgia and, and the vibe of christmas as well and I think it's the only time of year which, for some reason, even if it's a terrible song, they will repeat it every year. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't get, you know, terrible songs from 10 years ago that they're still playing now just because it came out in April. Yeah. Bring it a Christmas album, even, you know, like Chris Kamara's doing one now. And, you know, <laughs> I'm, I have to say I have listened to it and I do enjoy it. He's got a second album out as well, you know, <laughs> and I have listened to that. <laughs> yeah. But, like, they're not even that great. They're just covers of Christmas songs. But sometimes it's just nice to listen to and it it's one of those because you always associate christmas songs with memories of the past so you just go oh yes that brings me back and that makes you feel christmasy yeah that's very true i don't want to get too psychological but there's the idea that obviously you grow you kind of attach an emotional bond to a piece of music and if you're listening to these kind of songs which we'd agree a lot of them aren't the best musically but the fact that we've just got such strong emotional ties to them probably makes us like it more and I love your point about things like you never hear Gangnam Style or <laughs> After the Fox anymore, do you? Because they were terrible songs that were made 10 years ago, but obviously aren't really getting repeated. Yeah, I think there's an element of forgiveness as well, because you kind of think, oh, it's Christmas, so I'll, I'll forgive it. And I hear it so many times. But also you only hear them like in December or like maybe in November as well. So it has been a long time since you've heard those songs. So I think that's another thing is like, oh, God, it, it reminds you of December and all that. Because other songs you hear like all the way through the year. And I think there's something about Christmas songs only hearing it in that season, which is really nice. Yeah, I know. I mean, three of my songs on my top 10 list are emotional attachments, not actual like good songs. They're just like, oh, I listen to that one and go, yes, that's that makes Christmas Eve yeah. again. Yeah. So you mentioned the list. Should we dive straight in? We have compiled a list, each of us, of 10 songs um, that are our favourites. So I think if we work backwards, obviously, let's go all go with our number 10 to begin with how does that sound that, that sounds, sounds good, good. D- did you want to put the honourable mention in now or do you want to put that in we'll throw it in at the end I think. Yeah. at the end oh okay interesting well, like the, just before you say the number one yes I swear they do that on Walt Culture or yes. something like that yes. watch Mojo watch oh. Mojo yeah, yeah we've seen them done we're getting ideas from them <laughs> Ben do you want to kick things off with number right, 10 I've gone for a bit of an obscure one right I've gone for John Denver's please daddy don't get drunk this Christmas <laughs> <laughs> wow. I've never heard this that. This is one basically context here. My dad has a jukebox which basically holds 50 two-sided records. So basically every year it's very hard when you've got two-sided records. A lot of them cover two songs and once. So you're thinking you've got 100 songs you need to fill on a record and this is only records. So no modern things. I think the last one the most recent one is 1995 or something like that. It's not even might even be earlier than that. I don't know. And they all come band together. And this is the one my dad got for free. It was, you know, early on. He just asked for a load of Christmas music, uh, got about four or five of these records. And they said, no one wants this. Have this record. And basically it comes on. It starts off the little John Denver guitar. Phil <laughs> just come in. And I hear that trill and just trill. I hear that Phil and just go, yes, Christmas is here. Just And it's the worst song. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. The lyrics are... Um, please daddy don't get drunk this christmas i don't want to see my mama cry you know that is pretty dark that is the chorus number and it's all about him coming home at 11 o'clock falling underneath the christmas tree and it's it's got it's got like 
funny meme potential because it is just a terrible song that gets recycled at Christmas in our house. Nowhere else. No one else knows this song. I mean, if you did know this, I mean, that's it's a niche. John Denver Christmas songs, not, not, not there. No. Are you, uh, would you recommend this to the average no. household? No. I <laughs> know. Uh, I feel like you need to listen to it once because, I mean, if you like country music, even you'll hate it. So, um, but I think you, it's a listen once and hopefully never again. Just because it's my dad's least favorite song. Because then now it's my favorites, one of my favorites. Well, tenth favorite as we've shown. So but if it wasn't a Christmas song, you, you oh no, hate this it. wouldn't even come close. This would this <laughs> this is shocking. This would be like you know twenty five naughties hit that everyone's forgotten about. You know, was um, it naughties? No, it's uh, it's early. I don't know why I said naughties. Oh, but right. it's like John Denver. <laughs> I don't even know when it is. It's just it's just there. Doesn't need to exists. be known. It's yeah. a song yeah. that exists purely despite my dad really at this point nice well that was a nice positive start (laughs) with that one my number 10 is merry christmas everyone by shaking stevens um it's more well known yeah a lot more well known um the reason why it's not higher up the list is because it is very 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 cheesy and there's something about that which does kind of take away from it for me but i like it it's it's one of my obviously one of my favorite christmas songs um, it's very 80s. It's very fun. It's got a tragic music video. Um, but I, I've written here, if it wasn't a Christmas song yet, it, it's, it's a dreadful song. But I think that's just an element of nostalgia that I really like it. And yeah, it, it puts me in the mood. I think I like it a lot more than you like your 10th one. Um, but yeah, I, th- that's my 10. And um, yeah, I really like it. Shaking Stevens. Anything else that they've done? It's, it's just one guy just one guy okay. yeah so I don't think so I can't think of anything else no so he's one of the artists that we will see in these next 10 songs whereby they haven't done much or you don't know anything they've done with exception of this Christmas song which sometimes happens doesn't it yeah and it is obviously a very very popular one you hear it every year so I put it on because of that and also because I do quite like it but yeah if it wasn't a Christmas song I would never listen to it fair enough he's 73 from Cardiff and he's living off the royalties. That's great Googling, mate. You know what? Uh, that is the dream. That one is song, the dream. Wonder. Yeah. Nice. That's why we're studying music, right? <laughs> yeah, surely. I think he is actually on the syllabus next semester. So. <laughs> yeah. How to write a Christmas song yeah. and make it big. Number 10, I've gone for Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time, Paul McCartney. Mm. I think the main reason I've, I've picked this one is just the intro. That's pretty yeah. much yeah. it. Iconic. Dun, 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 dun. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Brilliant. I don't really know much else, but it's and it's kind of repetitive. It's not a good song if we're going to categorize it to good or not or bad. It's a bad song, but I love the intro and it's um yeah, it just reminds me of Christmas straight away. So that's what you want. Classic Paul McCartney. You know he brings out a good song. You know he's got a nice little theme and then you know it is just that theme repeated. But you know that's funny enough. That's my number nine. So oh, nice transition. That, yeah, Matt. you know, <laughs> nice it's transition. It's really good. I you know it's an, one. The intro, like you said, just <laughs> you hear it and you think Christmas. And I mean, I remember listening to this in a primary in primary school and thinking, oh, this is this is just Christmas music. That's it's been there my whole life. You know, I don't. I, there has never been a time which I've existed where that hasn't existed. Mm. So, yeah. Absolutely. I've got a fun fact about a song, which I've written down as well, okay. which is Paul McCartney every year makes £700,000 from that song alone. That's not bad. That's, that's pretty incredible. Considering it's a pretty low calibre song, that's that's pretty good, isn't it? That's one lucky scouser. <laughs> um, so my number nine, maybe a controversial one not to have it close to the top, is Fairy Tale of New York. Um, it look. It's in my top 10, which means I like it. And all of the, none of these songs that I'm putting I, I dislike. 
just because it's number nine doesn't mean it's bad is what i'm trying to say um i really like it um and uh, yeah it's one of those ones that's very very popular again i i like it nothing really much to say about it a lot of people like it i think it's overrated a little bit um oh i'm getting i'm getting looks here from ben i'm just uh that's on my list and uh we'll come back to that one yeah i i I like it a lot and if someone told me it was their favourite Christmas song I wouldn't argue with them I can see why it is it's my number nine I quite like it um, again the, the music video on like Top of the Pops this singer I don't know what his name is but he looks ropey he's got like no teeth and he's like oh god it looks dreadful but <laughs> other than that it is a great song and didn't the uh, girl try die of a jet ski or something really bad she yeah Kirsty something yeah on holiday just swimming the sea a jet ski comes away and uh, no no more Kirsty and knocks her out you which know. in a way is what Christmas is all about <laughs> anyway uh, Alex <laughs> <laughs> well I don't want to do another great transition but I've actually gone for Fairy Tale of New York wow interesting it, it's one of those weird ones because I absolutely love it and it usually comes on uh, when I'm really drunk in a pub and it's probably one of the best songs in that environment everyone singing together it's like the Christmas version of Mr Brightside you know what I mean that's so true yeah, yeah. and everyone's just you're scumbag you're mag- <laughs> everyone's just shouting at each other it's, it's great <laughs> however on the, if, we're, if we're talking about kind of what I like what, what my preference is it's, it is slightly overrated it's considered one of the best Christmas songs of all time I think there's many others that probably could um, could just get that title as well but yeah it's, it's a very fun song strong music video I, so. I think it's the most collective song we've got here like it brings a lot of people together everyone knows it and it's like a family kind of thing as well so that's um, yeah but again like just because they're both number nine we don't dislike them no is what we're saying but they're, yeah they're good songs so moving on to Ben's number eight my number eight is Stay Another Day by East 17 oh god <laughs> This the is the an- first stinker. Oh, this is another wah, one. Wah, wah. <laughs> Which I just look, I hear it, I see the music video where they're in the white coats, and I just, I don't know, isn't there a dramatic key change in it? You know, <laughs> it's ex- everything you want. You know, it's it's just it's just Christmas, and it's just E17 at their best. I mean, I don't know any other E17 songs that I could tell you, but it sounds like every naughty song combined, and they made it Christmassy. I was going to say because the lyrics don't feel particularly Christmas. Not right? at all. I mean, Maybe I don't even gone another day. Stay, stay another day. But otherwise, I mean, it's not really Christmassy at all. But it's like I think this is like a, a one that like Die Hard. Some people class it as a Christmas song. I Christmas song, Christmas film. I class this as a Christmas song, and that's why it's it's eight. I mean, I have put it above Wonderful Christmas Time, but that's. I think this is another one which I've gone emotion over my like actual if I was analysing this I'd be like, Wow, that's four chords in a row, brilliant. They've gone, you know, four white guys just singing a song, great. But, you know, it's a good song. <laughs> well, it's not a good song, but it's it's a good you know, one to listen to. Yeah, it's difficult. You're kinda of like, yeah. Well it's good but it's yeah, it's, it's not good. <laughs> I think it's that, shocking, but also <laughs> That's a common thing with a lot of these songs, is they're not really that good. I think they're just good because of Christmas and because of nostalgia and because we like kids listening to it. But if these came out today and they came out in like July, like I don't think any of them would be that successful. Does it feel like that's why a lot of what's on our list is probably pre-noughties in a way? Yeah, because people that so. have tried to, with the exception of Kelly Clarkson, maybe people who've tried to uh, create a song recently, Christmas song recently, it hasn't really seemed to fit it in into the general mould of what's already there. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, my number eight. It's the oldest one so far that we've had. Or maybe it's not. Maybe it's a little bit newer than your 10th. But it's Frank Sinatra, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. And um, 
there's been so many different versions of this um is this the original this is the original then dean martin did a cover and then obviously like michael buble and people like that bing Um, crosby did he do version bing crosby i think must have been dead by then (laughs) 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 i I don't i think bing crosby was like 30s this is like 50s but he he might have been around but um this is my favorite version i think it is the original version um just his voice i think his voice alone like gives me christmas vibes um and yeah it's a great song it's been covered loads um this is like when it's snowing outside you're around the fire and it's just all warm and cozy and traditional this is a very traditional song very calming yeah you can see yourself in the front room by a fireplace yeah and yeah it, it, again it's a great song and actually i've put here this is a great song even if it just wasn't generally just yeah. generally i think it's a great song you could change the lyrics and it's just a generic frank snarch song which you know and they're great yeah have yourself a merry little easter and it would still feel <laughs> like <laughs> quite calming absolutely the only thing i'd say about this one is i said five years ago i reckon this would have made my top 10 however i feel like adverts on tv have ruined this song for me a little bit yeah because this is like the perfect advert to have for you know your tesco's ad they're all Mm. eating you know uh Mm. was it kevin the carrot and you can hear it in the background and i think at that point when you know a lot of time you have songs that are on adverts it's half not completely ruins the song but like a lot of time you don't listen to it the same same way and you've already got your biases based on the song so that's you're saying it's overplayed a little bit yeah yeah okay I can agree with that, but I don't think, to be honest, all of these are overplayed, but I don't think I'm going to knock the songs because they're overplayed, because I think that's a bit unfair, but yeah, yeah. There we go. And I'll step into thing. oh, sorry, I meant step into Christmas. Oh, oh. God, that's so bad. Uh, Elton John, who obviously is an extremely good artist anyway, I quite like the song. I think it's, I think it's generally uh, well-made. I know it doesn't seem very popular, actually. When I play it, it's not gone down too well so far I don't i'm not like sure why do you not no I, I can't stand it oh see for this one i didn't i'd never heard this song before the gavin and stacy advert for the the new reboot well i say reboot that one christmas episode they came out you know 10 years later oh yeah and then i heard it and then i was like oh oh that's that's you know and then you listen to the original and you go oh and then i hear it and i, I think of the gavin stacy and oh, i love gavin and stacy there's another thing where i'm like i associate it and i'm like oh and it's, it's like step into christmas step and it's just it gets me that's another one which is like purely from that gavin and stacy episode you know and that's why it's my uh number seven so oh wow yeah fair play again with the transition but yeah <laughs> i I, thought I can we, well we seem to have put it in similar similar places uh it's just i'd say nothing more than just a solid christmas song for that yeah yeah i i, I it's not on my list at all I, I don't like that one unfortunately but you know everyone's entitled to their wrong opinion <laughs> my number seven is one we were talking about uh, about just a moment ago which is a christmas song nat king cole um i put both those two together frank sinatra and nat king cole which is uh funny because it's a similar time period um Again, Nat King Cole's unbelievable vocalist. I love the song, and I put it here as being a great song. Either way, you could change the lyrics, and again, it's warm. It's very wholesome, um, and very traditional as well. Um, I think it's one for like all the ages as well. Like you can listen to it in the fifties or listen to it now, and it's still really good. Um, so yeah, that's my number seven. And it's nice to see something that's made seventy years ago still be quite prominent. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy, and his voice is so good. And it just—he has no auto tune on it or anything like that. Now it's so honest, and I—I I love, I love his voice, and I love the whole arrangement as well. Yeah, I can agree with that. My number seven is—did you ever remember a song called "Hey Soul Sister"? Of course, yes. it is. Train, isn't it? A train. Yeah, they—they yeah. they also 
did a song called Shake Up Christmas. Oh, I don't think I've heard this one. Or at least I, I haven't intentionally gone out and heard <laughs> this one. Now, this isn't a John Denver's type <laughs> yeah. type style. This is, uh, I, <laughs> I listened to it on a Coca-Cola advert about four or five years ago. It was um, with the, you know, with the famous Coca-Cola trucks around Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was just such a perfect song choice to go with it. It's um, it's a pretty pretty basic. In fact, it's quite similar to Hey Soul Sister in terms of just a, a group with a guitar, a few guitars, I imagine. Um, but it, yeah, it seems to work. And again, referring back to that emotional connection, I've seen it from an advert and I always think of a Coca-Cola Christmas. So I always watch the advert on YouTube every year as well to get in the mood. But I would, I would implore you to to go and check that one out. Actually, give that one a listen. Actually, yeah. yeah. Well, we, we've probably all heard it. That's the weird yeah. thing about a lot mm. of these songs. We've probably heard all of these before, but we just haven't really clocked onto it. Definitely. So number six. Number six. This is another off-peak one for me, which I haven't put many on-peak ones. But um, this is I saw Mummy kissing Santa Claus. Ah. Is that this the Jackson? One? Uh, no, not the Jackson Five version. Well, in my, I think it could, be, but the reason behind this one is because I have a famous family link with this one. My granddad's cousin wrote the lyrics to, and the melody for this song. Wow. A man by, the, I believe the name is Connor Thomas Patrick. Um, and so I am officially blood related to this this geezer. He wrote <laughs> this song. So it's one of these songs I didn't know anything about it. My mum, when, you know, had a few glasses of wine, would occasionally spurt this out and you're like, what are you talking about, mum? And then, you know, a few years ago, she she was fully sober and said the to- started talking about it. This is uh, unfortunately it was the granddad that recently passed away for me. But um, so I think that's the reason. I think you know it's one of these which that's probably why it's this high on the list. This probably would have been maybe a ten, might even just outside the top ten, maybe an honourable mention later on. But yeah. I listened to this song and it's like oh, you know, there is a bit of you know a bit of family history I have with this song. Definitely. You know, it's another one which the song is you know quite basic. You know, it's it's another you know. Quite nice, and obviously there's the Jackson Five, which is. So did someone do the original then for I before believe the Jackson they, Five? I think they have. I might be completely wrong on that one, but I know if you look up Connor Thomas Patrick, I believe he is the same guy. I might be completely ro- wrong with there is an original, but I, it it's is. only it's only coming up with Jackson Five at the moment. Oh, oh, but although, I know, although it says uh, Jimmy Boyd in 1952. Oh, that's that would roughly be about the same period. I think so. But I, it's I think this is it. Basically, my mum goes on about it, and like this is, I don't know. I have I try and get a lot of claim to fame in my life. Try and slot them in and be like, but that is one, and I know, I I think so. I mean, that is the name I was. I someone's given me that they think it is, but I know. You know, if I'm completely wrong here, blame my mum. Jane, if you're out there, this is your fault. <laughs> because look, I'm actually, She's definitely out there. It does there. look uh, quite accurate here. I've got the Wikipedia page of uh, Tommy Connor. Um, and it says he's an English lyricist that wrote I Saw Mummy Kissing Santa Claus 1952. Yeah. As well as a lot of other songs, to be fair. Yeah. Well, um, that's the only really successful one. I yeah. feel like um, if he was still alive, he'd be very disappointed that you didn't give him the one spot. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, whatever relation you are to me, my granddad's cousin, but, you know, you've you've made the list for a song that, let's be honest, is a bit bang average, so (laughs) fair play to you. (laughs) He's turning in his grave. (laughs) Um, My number six is Wham! Last Christmas. Um, This is a weird one for me because I think the song is really, really, really average and it's the same chords and the same melody for like four minutes straight. 
no real development other than when he does those little melismas like halfway through it's really basic it also this is one of two songs on my list that sounds like it was recorded on a toothbrush um <laughs> this one is appalling production um music video is one of the cringiest things and it doesn't make sense at all um it, it's really good it's, it's nostalgic though that's why i like it it's very very popular i know all the words it's kind of fun but yeah i, I think it's a pretty poor song but the reason why it's so high up is just because of the, the nostalgia element I- I believe this was rated the best Christmas song on one of those, you know, Channel 4 things where they just play each music video, I believe, or MTV ones. This was rated number one. Wow. See, I would say that's a massive exaggeration. Yeah, I I like the song. I hear it and go Christmas. And obviously when I was younger, I used to change the lyrics. You know, I sold you on eBay. You know, that was the one we used to do. Classic banter of the the day. But yeah, I I think, to be honest, it's, it's a pretty appalling song. Um, it, it, like I'm not joking. If like if you came to me with this song and said, "I've got a really cool song to show you," or you said, "I've written this," I'd be like, "Oh my god!" This You'd is smile the- and go, "That's very that's good. really good, mate." Yeah, yeah that sounds well like done. a ten year old yeah. could do it. Good um, for you for trying. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's my number six. It's quite high. It's high above the other ones just because of the nostalgia element. And yeah, I know all the words, and it's like a, again, it's like a family favorite. But yeah, I mean, it's a pretty average song. Yeah, it's it's quite indicative of other Wham songs. I'm not dissing wham too much because they've got a few good bangers wake me up before you go go club tropicana etc but they they do kind of follow that similar vein I, i'd say those two songs are in a completely different league though to this one the, the, this one sounds like it was done in like 10 minutes <laughs> the, the lyrics are just probably the same was, yeah it probably was at the studio for an hour had to set up yeah absolutely down, yeah come up come up with it on the day this is not going to go down too well my number six is Christmas wrapping by the waitresses? Oh no! <laughs> um, I don't understand the hate around this one. There's, there's so much to it. There really is. So for those who aren't familiar, it kind of starts off with a jingle, comes in with a bar humbug, but that's too strong. And then the chorus is Merry Christmas, <laughs> Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. But I think I've been there like this year. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. So and then even the, I think trumpets come in. So there's a lot of layers to it it's not it's not your simple song when i went on to i think it was a timeout page it was rated sixth in terms of the best ever christmas songs again i don't know who's done that poll do you know what else has a lot of layers a raw onion i'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> <laughs> that make you cry both make yeah. You cry. yeah um well so let uh, let me try and re- rebuttal this then what, what what do you guys not like about this song the verse is a big killer for me like the the Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. That's fine, but the verse is so cringy. Like this is a song where I know they're taking themselves seriously, which makes it cringy for me. And it's like a lot of these songs. Um, like if we take um, Fairytale New York, they're having like fun doing it. And even though it's like it's a bit jokey, it's light hearted, but they're having fun doing it. This is like no, I'm being serious. Take me seriously, and it's just a bit puerile. And I I don't like it. I think I think it's very cringy. And I think excluding its its festivities, it is still a pretty shite song. Yeah, I mean, the, the repetitiveness of it. I mean, all of these songs are repetitive, but like, it's when the repetitive bit is just annoying. It just strikes annoyance at me. It sounds more like, you know, you've got your older brother trying to take the piss out of you. And so they're going, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Mm. Oh. And Bar Humbug is the worst opening line to any song ever <laughs> no, but they go bar humbug but that's too strong because it is my favorite holiday so they no, it is horrible it's horrible <laughs> well i'm gonna 
play it to you guys at some point in December. So if, uh, it has a better open lyrics than "Please, Daddy, Don't Get Drunk This Christmas." So <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think I, I don't think I should be judging. <laughs> <laughs> so the exciting part: we get into into our top five Christmas wow. songs of all time. Let's start with you, Ben. Interesting. I've gone for the Mike Oldfield absolute banger in Dulce Jubilio. Yeah. The do 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 do. There's just there's no words to this one, and it's ba- a banger. This is like one that I didn't even realise was a Christmas song. I just heard it every year at Christmas, so I was like, great, you know, absolute banger. No lyrics. I don't think no, it has... no, it's an instrumental. Yeah, Mike Oldfield does all instrumental yeah. stuff. Yeah, and he's he's wonderful. You know, tubular bells and so on. This is just another one of the classic. It's got a tune. It's just Christmassy, and it's just you know good. It is good, and I, I think more. I think I think lyrics would uh, would would ruin it. Yeah, definitely. There's no space. Just someone going. Yeah, that's like the drunk football crowd. So we're on five. So my five is a great song, which is "Merry Christmas, War Is Over" by John Lennon. That is an unbelievable song, and that is a massive difference between last Christmas and then that. That's a big jump. Um, I love John Lennon anyway. I love his voice. I love his input in the Beatles. Um, I love the message behind it. I love the. What are they sim- referring to when they say "war is over"? When was it um, made? It was. It was nineteen seventy. Was it Vietnam? Possibly. I uh, know. Um. Oh God, this is when you're gonna have to edit out because I'm so wrong historically. <laughs> I thought it was to do with the Berlin Wall, but I might. Oh, completely- that no, that might be right as well. That might be right. Um. No, it was written in 71, so you might be right. It was um, the culmination of more than two years of peace activism undertaken by John Lennon and Yoko. Yeah. Yeah, she's in there. She she nearly ruins it, uh, yeah, but, but she doesn't. You know. she, she overstays a welcome by a few <laughs> minutes. Um, but yeah, great song. And that, to me, is so Christmassy. Like, the whole production of it, all the lyrics, that's, like, really Christmassy. And I feel like even if he got rid of the Christmas lyrics, it's still... Um, it's it's still a great song and it's very very um, John Lennon vibes um, yeah I, I just love that song a lot and that's one of my dad's favourites as well it's not got anything to do with Band-Aid either they're, they're separate entities aren't they Band-Aid yeah was like 15 years after that yeah because okay. Band-Aid was what 1985 yeah 85 yeah. It's okay. like, yeah 14 years after but this might be the first kind of well known Christmas song that encapsulated like what's going on in the world with Christmas time, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't just a Christmas number for a Christmas number. This one, you know, I feel like it had a little bit of an impact, you know, yeah. people were singing this in like, war is over. Yeah, absolutely. And even like now when there's like, we're not in a particularly heated war at the moment like Britain, but we still like it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's not like we don't associate it with war, but we still like it and it's nostalgic and still a good tune. I Definitely. reckon this is one that could be a favourite this year, purely because I feel like, not I'm saying the war on COVID is over, <laughs> but I feel like some people are getting that like, you know, and I feel like it could be one that comes back and is a strong listener. Yeah, it's year. kind of a, like you're just like letting out every, you know, just passion and yeah, a bit of frustration. You've Absolutely. made it kind of thing. I love the song. I think it's a great song. So that's my number five. My number five is by Queen. Oh, thank God it's Christmas. Oh, which is not. It should be way more well known. It not many people are too familiar with this. Um, it's a very yeah. It's a very Queen song. It's got Freddie. Uh, they sing the chorus of "Thank God it's Christmas," and then Freddie goes, "Yes, it's Christmas." Do you recognise that at all? See? No, I mean you do sound remarkably like Freddie. <laughs> so I'm not sure how I didn't recognise that one, but no, I've I've never heard. I it know either. I've listened to the song because I remember thinking, oh. 
Queen have a, a Christmas song? How have I, you know, and you listen to it and go, oh, that's not a bad song. Why is it not? You know, it's certainly better song than, you know, a lot of these on my list. Mm. And, you know, I, it's not up there because I don't have the emotional connection with it. But in terms of actual Christmas songs, I feel if you were looking at it from a, an academic's musical point of view, mm. it would be up higher up there than it should be is now. Yeah, definitely. I'd agree. It's got a very kind of, it's a real mix of their songs, to be fair. It's got kind of a We Were Rock You, but also a Killer Queen and then I and I want to bake free. It seems it's got a mix of everything. They've obviously not had had to, you know, try too hard to create this song because it does feel like a combination. Um, but I think the vocals are incredible. It's a really Christmas song, and as I said before, I just want it to be a bit more well known. So hopefully, an advert grabs hold of it this year <laughs> and uh, really milks it, so the public can know more about it. A little bit like your train one. Well, we're going to go home and listen to it. Hopefully. Exactly. Yeah. And then uh, you know maybe it could spread the gospel. Oh, especially <laughs> if we're talking about on this podcast yeah. that reaches uh, what it, I mean, what it reaches. We won't give the figures away. But. <laughs> it, I think it's a weird one with Queen because I think it was 1975 Christmas. They had number one was Bohemian Rhapsody, which isn't a Christmas song, but they still got Christmas number one with it. And I feel like that is a... Um, he, he's going to fact check me now because he thinks I'm t- chatting absolute shit. Christmas number two? Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like it was actually number one in 1975. What I was going to do actually was just ask you guys when the last time a non-Christmas song reached number one at Christmas, and was it that one by any chance? <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, I'm trying to think. Recent Christmas number ones. I mean, well, the last three are by the same artist. Really? Who is it? Oh, I don't say. It's Lad like... Baby. Lad Baby. Lad Baby. In 2020, don't stop me eating. In 2019, I love sausage rolls. And in 2018, we built this city. So I have a feeling... Are, you, are you looking at a dodgy website? I, know I you mean, say this is officialcharts.com. Official I, I haven't have a heard any of those songs or heard of them. No. So Lad Baby is... I think it's a couple in England that have created parody songs. And they, I think the reason oh. they created it in 2018 was to go up against uh, X Factor songs. Oh. And I didn't realise, but obviously for the last three years, they've topped the charts. To be fair, I was never a big fan of the monopoly of the X Factor songs getting number one. I like, I mean, I I understand it. You know, you've you're doing a singing competition. You've had, you know, you know, up to what two months of being on this competition, and you finally got to release your own single. Well, I was just like, yeah, but also there are better songs out there, and usually it's a cover, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, meh. In fact, I'm I'm struggling to be honest with you to see the last Christmas song that was at number one. Oh yeah, I mean before you had 2016 was Rockabye, Clean Bandit. Uh, 2015 was A Bridge Over You by the Lewisham and Greenwich NHS Choir. Oh, I want to we... seem cultured and know what that is, and like, yeah, I support charities, <laughs> but I don't know it. This is, I think, this shows that our lack of knowledge about kind of or care maybe for what's number one in the charts yeah. at a particular moment in time. It means a lot less now, charts. Yeah. Absolutely means a lot less. And now with streaming and YouTube and things like that, charts don't mean anywhere near as much, I don't think. I remember ch- checking the charts in the summer purely because, you know, I was trying to impress a girl because mm. uh, she was like, oh, I really like chart hits. Found out she didn't like charts hits. So I was I made that up, apparently. But I was looking at the charts. I was like, I have no, none of these at all. And I don't. Uh, uh. You tried to put them into conversation. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I'm a big Billie Eilish fan. What's my favorite? Uh, bad boy. No, bad gal. <laughs> uh, bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> bad guy. That's bad it. Guy, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry, you, you lost me. Um, I'm trying to impress a girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It uh, didn't work. So don't worry. 
But anyway, to, to circle right back, Queen is your number five, is what it was, which is a good pick. I haven't heard it. I need to listen to it. Yeah. Nice. It needs to be played a little bit more, maybe. So Ben's number four. My number four is Stop the Card Free. Do you know what? I didn't. I'm just going to say right now. I did not put that in in my ten, and it's not my honourable mention. But that is such a good choice. I love that song. That both should me and Charlie didn't consider, but yeah, you know, you've done well there. I just think you know, it's a little bit. I just, it's a good song. You know, it's Christmassy. Has a bit of. Yeah, doesn't it have kids singing it as well? You know, it's got. I think so. Yeah, got a bit of everything. You know, fair play. Yeah, and it, and it's simple, and it's a nice story, and again, it's very nostalgic, like the sounds and everything in there. Am I right in thinking it has the butter butter bum Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love it, and, and it's it's very catchy. I'm really annoyed I didn't put that one on. So um, thank you for that. <laughs> um, are we on four? Yes. Okay, so this is where Wonderful Christmas Time comes in for me, Paul McCartney. Um, this is a really again a controversial one for me because this was the other one that was recorded on a toothbrush um, really poor pr- <laughs> yeah no, no, back then it was all it was all manual back then um, just a poor song and I don't know why so I put it up here purely for nostalgia that's the only reason why and for me this is actually the most Christmassy song whenever I hear this I feel most like Christmas but when I listen to it it's poorly produced dreadful music video um and just the whole the choir of la 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 <laughs> I'm like oh god it's like creepy in a way um Paul McCartney lyrics in the first verse you're like what is yeah this, what yeah <laughs> it's it's weird obviously Paul McCartney's voice I I just generally think is quite average anyway but I I don't know all, all of it's just it's just naff it's really naff but it's up there purely for nostalgia and it beats a lot of these ones which I would consider better songs I think most of the songs before this are better songs but it's just nostalgia and like I said the intro it is it's so iconic um, but yeah this this felt to me like it was him in a room like just him recording and even though technically it is Wings as well I don't think anyone else was in the studio I say studio it sounds like it was his toilet no it, funny enough to say that because there are he has a whole album which I think is around this time which does sound like him on his own has the song that I mean you don't know it's a Paul McCartney song but it's a I'm gonna knock on wood that's Paul McCartney's oh, yeah. song all sounds like he's recorded in his room where he's mm. done the guitar bass drums himself which is fair enough to him if if one of my friends came out and did that I'd be like whoa but also it's like you can you have a band you're yeah. in wings you yeah. know but- and he gets to record Abbey Road and do an amazing Christmas song um, it, it, it's cringy it's cheesy it's dreadful but um, I'm putting it, it on here yeah, it has to be on 10. there. Has to be on there. And uh, like you say, the, the intro is is actually pretty magical. So far, is that the only one that we've all agreed that are in our top ten? I think you're right. Yeah. So we all agree that it should be there, but none of us are putting it at number one. And none, of, none us of us saying, particularly like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> none of us are saying true. it's a good tune. <laughs> yeah, got it. So yeah, number four. Um, number four is a very solid choice. Could have got into my top three. It's driving home for Christmas. Oh, that's, that's a good one. It's it's beautiful. It, I don't know. Maybe it's the lyrics. Maybe it's where I've been listening to it. But I can just imagine. For some reason, I can imagine myself. I'm in America. I've just uh, I'm working kind of in the other side of the country from my family, and it's around the 21st of December. I've had to work a bit later in December than than usual. Um, anyway, I've got a truck. Um, just say goodbye to my co-workers who I enjoy. I enjoy my job. And just driving home, it's quite snowy. So the snow's falling down, but it's not like heavy snow. It's kind of light. The sun's coming through. I think it's about 2.30 in, in the afternoon. I've had a nice lunch at some services. And yeah, I'm just driving home for Christmas. <laughs> um, I'm about to see my family. I've got a dog and a cat, a uh, lovely wife and three kids. 
Uh, I've got all my presents sorted, so <laughs> the, from the 22nd to the 25th, it's just going to be chill. And no other song does that to me. So that's why it has to be considered as one of the greatest Christmas songs of all time. I'm annoyed I didn't have this in my list, actually. I believe it's a very good song. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, we're going to have to mess up the order of this here because we're going to have to go to me now just because that is my number three. Yeah, great song. And it's a great song regardless of Christmas. Chris Rea's voice is unbelievable. Um, Great guitaring. Um, lovely lyrics, relatable lyrics. It, take a look at the driver next to me. He, he's, he's just the same. He's just the same. It, it, it's lovely lyrics, um, and it's all like it's a little bit like you know Muzak. Have you heard of Muzak? Like elevator music. Yeah. It's what it reminds me of. It's really smooth. It's not intrusive. It's not particularly technical or like really like out there. It's just like this mellow blanket of gorgeousness. And it's like, um, it's like snow. It is it? like just snow. Um, just don't watch. Just don't watch him performing it live because <laughs> because, <laughs> because his face is um is questionable. Um, but other than that, it's um oh, it's, it's a fantastic song. So yeah, that's my number three. So it's slightly higher than yours, and it's definitely made my top three. Fantastic. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I do like a song. My number three is Sleigh Ride. So you know the the Renettes. The, the, the what? The Renettes. The, I don't know. No, it's the one. I don't know. It's the instrumental number. I play it every year with a, a different orchestra. It's like du 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 and it, it's. Oh yes, I know the one you mean. Yeah, um, I know Leeds Uni recorded. Just hear those jingles. Yeah, that one. But yeah. like, I bef- personally, I prefer the instrumental version. Okay. Yeah, be- this is going to be. This is really cringy. But isn't that an elf? I don't. Could be. Yes, it is. Yeah. This is more for the instrumental. I didn't put a, a specific version because I played this every year with a different orchestra. Oh, I didn't do it last year, but different orchestras. I played on three different parts, playing you know bass. I've done done on clarinet, and it's just been like absolute. The why one thing in life in at Christmas is it has this one bit at the end which it goes uh, a bit of a build up of music, and it has a slap of these two pizza boys they just put together, and it goes. <laughs> and it makes just a slap sound that's all it is my whole life I, I just want to do that once just because it has a bit of silence Duh! they do this little the trumpet does this little horse thing where it goes <laughs> bomb bomb end of the song and it's just a brilliant song and it's it's just absolute bop and it's got <laughs> and it's just it just make that because I play it every year and I don't just listen to it. I listen to it. I play it. I'm a part of it. Even though I'm a, obviously I've never done a professional version of this. And I'm record, but it just makes me really happy. And this is the only Christmas song I played last year because we did uh, with the uh, Leeds Uni University, you know, uh, music society. That was it. Uh, <laughs> Plugging the society. Yeah, the music society. We everyone recorded their parts. I played double bass. You know, had people doing it on this. And the only Christmas song I actually played with other people. So. I think that's another reason probably why it's higher up it is but it is a bit of a bop for me no I I can definitely see that it's a great choice for you to uh, I, I want to apologise um, for anyone wearing headphones because uh, there was definite clapping in that yeah. segment <laughs> and people are like oh my god what's happening oh, he's clapping but that's what he was doing just in case, case anyone thought why is he slapping Alex or something that was, yeah. that, that was him clapping he's had enough of the podcast yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to move on to my third which is the Pretenders, two thousand miles. Oh, is that a Christmas song? I yes. believe it is. I remember when I looked up on Google and typed in Christmas songs, that was the first one that came up. Mm. Really? So for yeah. the, again, for those who don't know, because it seems like it's obscure, but when you hear it, uh, it's kind of a whiny voice. He's gone. Yeah, two thousand miles. 
Yeah, that doesn't really ring Christmas to me for some the, reason. So the children are playing It Must Be Christmas Time and then it do 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 do. Yeah. yeah. I think they're the same uh, band that do a song called Brass in Pocket. Right. If anyone's heard that, it's an 80s hit. But no, to be honest, it's um, it's weird that it's in my top three. I'm just thinking, how is that better than Driving Home for Christmas? But there's something uh, beautiful about her voice. And again, it's very, it's very chilled. It's a very relaxing song. Um, and I just like the, yeah, I just like the lyrics and the and the general vibe of it. But it it's not doesn't seem too popular. It's another one of those. I have a beautiful image of this. This played in my house a few years ago. My brother's uh then boyfriend came over for Christmas. It was the first time we'd had someone around for Christmas that wasn't like in immediate family. And I remember this song came on and I walked in the front room and it was my brother and them just having a little embrace and like sort of swaying to this song. I don't think my brother even remembers this or, you know, it's probably one of those memories you have with your ex that you don't ever remember. But like, <laughs> I remember walking in and just feeling like there was just this sense of like, oh, that's really happy. That's really wholesome. Really wholesome. And that's like, yeah, I think weirdly i feel like that could have another one that could have slipped in here probably instead of please daddy but you know it's... <laughs> please, the amount of time you said please daddy in this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that yeah. kind of podcast <laughs> anymore <laughs> ben. so my number two bring it back to where we you had a, a lower down your list but mine was fairy tale of new york uh, i've yeah. always been influenced by folk music a lot I really like a lot of folk music and pop music. N- not Ed Sheeran, Scoreway Girl, but you know <laughs> I like folk music within pop music, and I think this is another one which is. I mean, it's a nostalgia one as well. The song, you, know, you could argue, isn't that great, but I think it's another. Like I said, you know, it's people singing at a pub, like you said. It was just, oh, yeah, I'd, Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's one of those I can see why it's so high up on everyone's mm-hmm. list. It is a beautiful song. It is a nice song. I, I, it'll be interesting if we did this another time, even just like a month's time, how our lists would like change. Because I bet you they would. Yeah. Uh, massively. Cause you probably I, listen to one and go, oh, that needs to be there. Or you listen to one and go, that doesn't have the same effect on me as it did a year ago or two years ago at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Well, at the time of, of this um, recording for the podcast, I haven't actually listened to any Christmas songs this year. I have not either. Um, I know you wow. have, Alex. You've been tainting the uh, well, my ears basically. As well as I said before, because of missing last year, I just needed to start particularly early this year. Yeah, whatever. Um, (laughs) So, um, my number wet wipe. (laughs) (laughs) My number two is one of the best Christmas songs I've ever been recorded, and it is "I Wish It Could Be Christmas Every Day" by Wizard. I absolutely love that song, and I'm getting weird faces for people who can't see. Um, very weird faces of um, displeasure for some reason. I, Why? I don't. I don't really get this one. I've I've always associated this one with the th- thing when you're like seven or eight, and then that friend who thinks he's really cool is like, I actually don't think I'd like Christmas every day because it wouldn't be special anymore. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you're gone. And so like, I think that's another one which that's affected me. I mean, this it's a it's a nice song to be fair. I think. You know, it's nice. I love it. I love it. And the thing is, though, I'm a bit biased because I love 70s music and this is a very, very 70s track. Um, I just love the chorus. And as soon as it comes in and it's just great, it's thick and it's got loads of saxes in there. And I don't know. I love it. And it's very nostalgic. And I think this is a great song either way. Um, this is the first one I've actually said where both of your faces have, have died when I've said it. <laughs> um, so, so none of you guys have had this on your list. No. No, no I know it's popular, but... Yeah, there's just something about it that I don't quite gel with. It doesn't resonate with me. So, so far, we've only had Wonderful Christmas Time. 
which is the same. Uh, fairy Tale of New York. Oh, Fairy Tale of New York. Okay, yes. Yeah, so we've only had two, but I thought we'd have a lot more. Yeah, I thought this would, you know, would be over in 10 minutes. We've all got exactly the same list. But... Yeah. It's nice to have a variety. It is the spice of life. Yeah. You know? Uh, I don't think any of you, well, none of you have had this. It's the Beach Boys. Oh. Uh, Little Saint Nick. Yeah, I know that. I don't. Well, it's another fantastic song. I, it's weird because obviously um, some of my favourite artists, funny enough, are on here. Like Elton John, Queen, and now Beach Boys. So it's weird that they, <laughs> they're all, they've they all produced fairly decent Christmas songs. Uh, yeah, this song is Little Saint Nick. I think it was around the 70s. It's probably after their more famous albums. Uh, I think it was 75 maybe. But yeah, it's just a really nice, a really nice song. Uh, there's not much else I can say about it. Is I don't know quite what the lyrics mean. Way up north where the air gets cold, there's a tale about Christmas that you've all been told. So it's that kind of, it's about Little Saint Nick, basically. Oh. Um, so I'm not too clued up on the story, but it's got the Beach Boys vocals, so it's sold me. Which is definitely a euphemism for his tiny manhood. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, drum roll, basically. My Oh, honourable mentions. Oh, honor- Ooh, oh yes, honourable oh, mentions. Whoa, God, the, my you know, first radio. That. Go on then. So, my honourable mention is... Uh, the reason it doesn't include on my list is because recently it's got a lot of slate and it's Baby It's Cold Outside. Because obviously, I prefer the original. Uh, I know there are newer versions. I do like the Michael Bublé version. Uh, he features some other girl I don't know <laughs> uh, but you know it's one of these that's like essentially Christmas yes the connotations you look back at it now and go are the lyrics really appropriate if I started singing this to a significant other I don't think they'd be particularly pleased that I was forcing them to stay inside however <laughs> I listen to this and go that is that is you know it's just laid back I can imagine just on a little sway like mm. my brother and his boyfriend at the time, I, I can imagine me doing this to partner and you, baby, is gold outside and just mm. having a good and time. And I really can stay. <laughs> yeah. But this was, to be fair to the song, it was written in 1949. Yeah. yeah. This is what it's... I'm saying. We, we need to separate the song from the contextual lyrics. I don't really care if the lyrics are like a little bit offensive in today's society i feel like they're written at the time they weren't meant to be malicious and i don't listen to them and go oh i'm not listening to that song now because it's like that i don't even think about the lyrics i just think this, this is a this nice is a christmas, christmas song it's a christmas yeah. vibe and i like it and i don't think we should say oh we're never going to play that song anymore because it hasn't aged that well to be honest that's pretty light like that, yeah. that, that that's not even that bad is it well, really she does say uh, i simply must go baby it's cold outside the answer is no <laughs> and it's like consent oh. consent consent yeah. <sighs> oh but you know what do you know what? He didn't mean it like that, and he was just—he just meant. He's trying I to be a it. bit romantic. It comes across badly, you know. You look at some of them, which is, uh, you know, oh, he sees you when you're sleeping. You know, to <laughs> yes. song. You know, you listen to that and go, oh, I hope he doesn't. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, but uh, <laughs> he definitely, definitely does. Um, but you know, it's just nice, and it, it is a romantic song from the '40s that you know. You know, so, you know, some things don't age well. I mean, at the time, no one really thought it was dodgy and they all enjoyed it no one's listening to this and going that man needs to buck up his ideas straight away they're listening going <laughs> yeah. this is a good christmas song yeah is and that has been in the 40s 50s 60s 70s 80s 90s 2000s it's only now that it's had stick mm. so it's like well i don't really see a problem with it i think they're just causing the fuss for the sake of it anyway my honorable mention <laughs> is one that will be at the top of a lot of people's lists which is all i want for christmas is you by mariah carey um, the reason why it's not on my top 10 is it's really annoying 
a lot of the time um i do i do quite like it and i can see how it's really fun and it is very nostalgic for me um but i just think it's too cheesy and cringy and it's not it doesn't have the finesse of the other tracks and mm. um, this is very like bubblegum pop let's just get a song out there it's going to be catchy it's going to make loads of money i don't really care if it's cliche generic whatever um but yeah it is a fun song i know a few people um who are close to me who like this a lot and it's that they're like number one for me it's not i'd say it's like maybe 11 or 12 something like that but yeah i had to put it on because it's very successful and it's very popular and i don't mind it it's just i don't think it has anything on a lot of these songs this it, gets a lot higher up for me just because it features in love actually good film i like it amazing and, film yeah and i think that that deserves just it's in it it makes the ending of the story it's a classic class it's one of the more modern classic christmas songs it's yeah it's brilliant but and, and again this was 1990s and this might have got to number one so this is more fairly recent song that has um got to number one at christmas so yeah i don't mind it um and she's got an incredible voice as well yeah it's an extremely uh again it's one of the club songs that i've, that I've it's been played you go i think it goes fairy tale in new york and then all over christmas to end things so and everyone loves it yeah it's an enjoyable one. I had that down as one of my honourable mentions, but I also had a song that's not been mentioned, I don't think, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree. Oh, oh I love that, it's yeah. Just, it's nothing too special, but it's just rocking around the Christmas tree, have a Christmas holiday. Yeah, it's lovely. Uh, lovely uh, sax in that. Yeah. Really nice sax. So it's, yeah, it's a nice, relaxing song. Here we go. The moment we have all been waiting for. It has been weeks, months, years oh. of deliberation, but we've made it. Studio 2, 26th of November, we're recording this. Ben, what is your favourite Christmas song of all time? Do they know it's Christmas time? <laughs> what? Charlie oh. didn't just hurt himself. I think he was just a bit outraged. <laughs> oh. yeah. Answer. No, no. Go on, go on. I just... It's another chanty one. It's... It's you know it's in this band aid is it no yeah yeah it is um you know so it's got a good cause behind it you know I think a lot of the time I listen to this and instead of getting caught up in the Christmas hype I actually do think and go oh there are people out there you know this is more of a one that always makes me think when I hear it I go yes and I'm like actually there are other people I need to consider as well which I think straight is what Christmas is all about you're not just considering yourself you have to think of other people. And that's the reason I think it is number one for me. I know a lot of people have strong feelings about it. What a great reason, I have to say. Sometimes yeah. uh, when you hear someone say that kind of wrong opinion, but then justify it in the way you've done, it's like, wow, that's, that is a good point. It is a very, like, it's a Band-Aid song. It's a very uh, come together. It might not be uh, the best song, but no, I like the reason in there. Yeah, well said, mate. Anyway, um, <laughs> Charlie, you don't seem to be a fan of that song. Uh, well, we're going to get on to uh, Christmas songs that I, I dislike a little bit. Um, my number one, drum roll, <laughs> is uh, Merry Christmas, Everybody by Slade. Um, are you hanging up Basic. the stockings on your wall? Um, this time every Santa has a ball. It's Christmas. Yeah, great song. Uh, there's Game not much station. to say about it. Yeah. <laughs> very, very similar thoughts to the Wizard track. They were, I think they were the same year, S- similar vibe. Um, great song it's all like upbeat it's all happy they're not talking about people in Africa <laughs> but they're, they're not talking about seeing you when you're sleeping they're not talking about war is over it's just it's like all relatable lyrics talking about your grandma talking about your your dad and all that it's come together about food and about love and it's just great great vibes love it it's interesting this is I believe probably the only one on any of our list which was actually originally made not to be a Christmas song yeah there are there is a cover version somewhere by Slade which not christmas at all and you listen to it and go 
what is this? Which and is then, weird because a lot of their stuff now sounds Christmassy to me when I listen to Slade's back catalogue. So it's like, do Slade actually sound Christmassy or is it just that Christmas song which is a weird vibe? Do you know what I mean? That's interesting. Big, that's quite a deep, deep <laughs> one there. Yeah, Alex, podcast on that one. <laughs> host of Elephant Out of the Room, what is your number one? Well, Christmas time is enjoyable for a number of reasons, but oh, oh, sometimes if you, if you don't have, you know... Don't want to turn all love it here, but if you in the past you don't always have that person to share it with, and all, you almost you feel like you might have a blue Christmas without someone. Oh, uh, I have a blue Elvis Presley, one of, the greatest, uh, <laughs> one of the greatest musicians of all time, produces undeniably the best Christmas song of all time. Um, it's as simple as that, really. He's, he's <laughs> I think he's referring to obviously not being. With uh, he has a lot of love songs. I can't help falling in love, etc. Oh uh, yeah, and uh, love me tender. But this one is talking about just having a you know sad Christmas without this person, and it's not <laughs> particularly Christmassy, not very happy. But it's it's just the goat. Interesting that none of our to- uh, top ones, you know, top one are in either of your lists. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, which is a very smooth segue into the next oh, mini little yeah. list, which is a song that is a, a Christmas song that's very popular, or just a generic Christmas song that we don't like. Mine is "Do They Know It's Christmas" <laughs> <laughs> by Band Aid yeah. from 1985, which happens to be Ben's number one. Oh. Um, there's a few reasons why I don't like this. One, the lyrics are appalling. There won't be snow in Africa this Christmas time. No, nothing ever grows. No rain or rivers flow. Uh, sorry, I just can't stand it. Um, Little wash, but you know. No, well, no, it's it's fine. The lyrics are dreadful. Um, I I understand um, about the cause and about the charity, which is is great to think about. Um, but I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not going to be charity shamed into this list. I don't think that's fair. I just think that the song itself is pretty average. I just don't I just don't think it's a great. Um, song, but what I do like is the concept of the um, famous uh, celebrity singers singing a line each, and I think that was actually done better with "We Are the World," um, which was done um, a year after, which was done again for Africa, which is also done inspired by Bob Geldof. I just didn't really like the song. I think it's okay, but I don't know something about it, especially when he goes half time. Here's to you. Raise a glass for every. I, I honestly can, I can't bang stand a drum it. when that one's going. I'm like, I do you know what? I, I I respect your opinion. For me, it's just utter dog shit. Um, so <laughs> so that's the one for me, which um, is a Christmas song that I really don't like. What about you? Uh, mine is not. I think all the pop songs uh, at a level that aren't particularly great. So I just went for the Twelve Days of Christmas. I despise that song. I don't know what it is. It, I mean, I like the thing that they, you know, whoa, there's the one, two, then three, five gold rings. Wow. But, oh, I hear this and I just die on the inside. We, we were really exposed to it as kids as well, like almost too much, I think. Yeah, I feel it's the classic one they do is uh, like, oh, you got, you're singing singing for a little a choir or you don't, don't know harmonies or anything. You just sing the words and you're like, oh, here we go again. And then you get you get to like 11. You're like, oh, we're going to have to do all 12. And then, oh. I hate it. I, I hate can, it. I can agree with that. I have unfortunately got another one that was in oh, your list. No. Um, I've just gone for worst Christmas song, Stay Another Day. I just... <laughs> I don't get it. 
what, I don't what, get it, but I'm still putting it high up there. What they're referring to, it reminds me of, um, I don't know why, it reminds me of the kind of early noughties boy band type. Which... Tell me why. When, yes. if, when I wrote this down, I suddenly thought Backstreet Boys. Exactly, yeah. It which, is exactly the which, same. Ironically, just... it's actually a better song. Yeah, <laughs> just not at Christmas. So uh, that's the reason it wasn't. That would be like one. Mm. Uh... <laughs> but no, it just, yeah, it just fits into that category of uh, boy bands in the early noughties that I really don't like and have never liked. Maybe with the exception of Take That. But that's why it's my probably least favourite Christmas song. Yeah, and then we also had, if we've got time, just the other little bonus nugget of joy, which was the worst or one of the worst Christmas films we've ever seen. Um, We'll be really quick about it. Mine was a film, a Netflix original called Jingle Jangle. Watched about half an hour of it, so technically I haven't actually seen the whole film. (laughs) It's uh, not I, a gripping ending. Uh, I, <laughs> completely a big twist. Yeah, I've gone tenant on you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't. Um, I, I don't want to go into much detail about it, but basically, it's absolutely appalling. The music's dreadful. Um, I just hated it. I just could not stand it. It was for, but I think though it's for little kids, like for three, four year olds. Uh, I just could not stand it, so I turned it off. And I think you had a similar experience when you turned it off as well. Yeah, I think I turned it off. Life maybe after 20 minutes um <laughs> I'd, I'd give it another try but it was just not the the vibe i was looking for at that time so i don't it was think just too much it didn't it didn't the story didn't make sense there was loads going on yeah i've gone for a bit more of a popular one i've gone for the polar express oh what <laughs> no I... <laughs> like can i say that is oh, that is my favorite christmas oh, film no thank, thank you for listening everyone we'll <laughs> Uh, the anime is out, uh, animation's outdated. I don't. Everyone talks about that the scene where they go through the presents. I, I don't see the appeal of it. They're just uh, the the fact that they've animated Tom Hanks and he's just he looks awful. And I watch. I can't watch this film past when they get on the train. And when I do, I'm like, why? Oh, and and this is one of these things that I've even from a young age I never liked it because uh, for some reason it was the trailer to one of the Toy Stories. I think. So obviously we used I put Toy Story. I think it might have been Toy Story two. I don't know when it came out. It might be I one. think it was when I used to watch it. It was Harry Potter Prisoner of Azkaban. No, actually you're right. It's Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. I wasn't yeah. allowed to watch the fourth Harry Potter film when I was younger. So I watched the third one just so I'd always know if when I did watch the fourth one I'd know what's happening. And so I only ever saw the advert and I'm like, oh, okay, the trailer for it. And then I watched the whole thing. And I'm like, oh. That, doesn't that, do that's it for sad me. for me because personally that is my favourite Christmas film and actually was my favourite overall film for many years I, I understand what you're saying about the animation which is something they can't really help um, but I just love it and it was a book before I love the idea that it's got no baddie it's just one story which is just like peril and it's just from A to B and they've just got their little fights with like their adolescence and things like that there's no baddie there's no side plot it's just that. And I think also, it rings true for a lot of us, it's about believing in Santa and who believes in Santa and who doesn't and that whole thing. And I think that was quite nice. I personally really like it. I think there's some really funny lines in it. But a lot of people find it creepy. I've yeah. spoke yeah. to a lot of people uh, who find it very weird looking. And I think it's the dead eyes as well because there's no shine in the eyes. And it looks does look a bit creepy. But personally, I really like it. And um, I think they should do a second one. I think it should be a Polar Express That'd 2. Be crazy. Ooh. That would do very well in the box office. Probably, yeah. I'd probably go and watch it. That's the worst thing. <laughs> the uh, I, had, I had a few honourable mentions for this. Love Actually and The Holiday were both very disappointing films. Whoa, oh. I love both of them. Yeah, I mean, I've, wa- I've watched both of them all the way through. I'm willing to try again. Maybe I'll try again this, this December. But I had to go for a film I watched about four or five years ago uh, called Jack Frost. 
which yeah. is Michael Keaton. And I think it's something to do with the fact that Michael Keaton dies and turns into the snowman, which is out on their front garden. Oh, that's a bit creepy. Yeah. Uh, he dies in a car crash. I dies think. in a car crash, yeah. And then uh, it's just about him as a snowman. I, and I think the animation was particularly dreadful. It's like... You, you don't mind when you're watching an older film, the animation or the special effects aren't that great, but I think they tried to do way too much to what they could have done at that time, which just makes it even worse. And yeah, I have to say that's probably my least favourite Christmas film. It's interesting. I, I, I can see why you said Jack Frost it's not great, but for me, Love Actually is, is a masterpiece. I love I it. It's very popular. I'm and it's very British it another is another thing. It's yeah, incredibly British. I find it like the same way. I mean, I'm not saying it's anything like 1917, but like you look at people and go, oh, I know that actor. Oh, it's Snape. What's he? He's oh, he's he has a love interest. Oh, obviously, yeah. when I watched this, it was before the final Harry Potter. But, <laughs> oh, you know, and, and then he cried for many hours. Yeah. Like, Spoilers. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, um, that was that was the list, and it's very interesting to hear what all you guys said. And thank you for coming on as well. Oh, it's yeah. such short notice. It, yeah. yeah, it was short notice, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Fair play to Ben, just uh, obviously, yeah, having to jump in things. But you look like a natural, and uh, be very good to have you on again. You look like a natural, you just didn't sound like one. Yeah, oh, I have they. the face of a podcast, like you said. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Ooh. But yeah, this is this has been recorded on the 26th November. Will be released early December. So hopefully, getting you in that christmas spirit because i know i certainly already am but yeah thank you very much thanks for coming on guys yes yeah.